0: Hi, and welcome to the Pediatric Dermatology Research Alliance Getting to Know You series. I'm your host, Jen Dawson, Outreach Manager for PEDRA, and joining me today is Dr. Lisa Arkin. Dr. Arkin is Director of Pediatric Dermatology and Assistant Professor of Dermatology and Pediatrics at the University of Wisconsin, and she's also the Chair of our Early Investigator Committee. Welcome, Dr. Arkin. Thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. (laughs)
0: So, Dr. Arkin, um, just to get us started, tell me a little bit more about your background and how you came to be in pediatric dermatology.
1: Well, it's a little bit of an interesting story, but many people don't know that I had a previous career in entertainment. So as an undergrad, I had really no conception that I would consider medicine. Um, I was a theater and history concentrator at Brown, and I graduated. Um, and moved to New York where I initially worked in publicity on Broadway, and then with writers, actually developing their material for cable television. And I really loved my job. I particularly loved the creativity of developing material with writers. Um, But I had jury duty on September 11th, and I saw terrible atrocities. Like the rest of New York City at the time, I walked all the way uptown in complete shock. I called my father from a Blimpies on 6th Avenue so he would know I was alive. And it was a pivotal moment for me in terms of finding what was going to be most meaningful. And I worked, I had been volunteering after work with children with cystic fibrosis at the hospital downtown, which really became the closest level one trauma center. And that whole week after um, the attacks, I had this feeling of immense powerlessness that somehow if I had been a physician, I, I would have helped more. And of course, that was Totally not the case. There was nothing to help with, but it made me realize that I wasn't feeling like I was making enough of a difference in the job that I was doing. Um, and uh, I knew in that week after that I just would never go back to doing what I'd done before. So I went to Columbia. I did a post back there because I had taken one science class in college geology and uh, did all my pre-med requirements which I wound up really loving even though I was terrified and then I went to medical school certain that I'd be a pediatrician because I had fallen in love with helping children you know in their darkest hour And to my complete surprise, in my fourth year of medical school, I fell in love with dermatology. And I think part of the reason was I really loved this idea where I got to be a detective, um, where I could help to add clarity to a child's diagnosis and yet have a little bit of emotional distance to maintain my life outside of the hospital. And it was such a new field. Uh, so ripe for discovery and innovation. Um, These were all the things I fell in love with and that's why I'm a pediatric dermatologist today.
0: Lisa, that is an incredible journey. What a story! your experiences, everything from 9-11 to, you know, the work you were doing before then, and then your volunteer work, all informing what you're doing now. And I can really see that passion in you that you bring forward from all those experiences. So with that passion and that a crazy amount of experience and background, what kind of advice do you have for early career members?
1: This is such a great question, and I feel like I'm still really a work in progress because I am still technically an early career investigator. Um, So I think the messages I'd like to share probably have come from my best mentors. Um, The the first is you really wanna look for gaps in practice and knowledge through your own practice. Um, Be a careful observer when you're taking care of patients. Ask questions to the patients and families you care for about what's hard for them, and you'll know what's hard for you because those are the problems that are really worth solving. Um, Think about how those gaps can inform a question that might help to alter clinical practice or shed light on something that would in fact be a discovery that would add innovation for all of us. And then when you do that, you need to find a great mentor because mentorship is sort of at the crux of all the things that help give us career direction and also inspire us in terms of lifelong learning and happiness. And, And I would say it's really helpful to have a great mentor within your own institution, maybe not necessarily within your own field, but also someone outside your institution Um, In part, because they may have, you know, different perspectives, someone inside will have better advice about how to access institutional strengths and resources, or someone on the outside can probably give you, you know, a a greater perspective in terms of um, career satisfaction and direction beyond your own institutional strengths. Um, And then I think it's really helpful to set short and long-term goals, but It's also critical to remember that there are so many stages in any career and so I worry sometimes that we get so focused on the deliverable or um, the, The things you need to get promoted or to quote be successful. And I struggle with this every day. I think we all do, you know, in academics, because there are certain things that we need to attain but Try to think about the things that make you happiest, because those are the things that are going to be the greatest contribution that you leave, because they're going to be the most inspirational for you. And then my last uh, piece of advice is just to persevere. Probably the most important thing for all of us, right? We say, like, it's a hard day. Put one foot in front of the other. Tomorrow's a new day. there's a lot of rejection that will come to all of us in academics. It's normal. But I think in pediatric dermatology, we feel that rejection sometimes feels very personal. And I, I am 100% among others who feel this way. It somehow feels personal when it's not. In lots of ways, sometimes it's out of your own power because there's politics or there are different um aspects completely outside of the work that inform whether you are, quote, selected or not. Um, But I have tried to see criticism as constructive, rejection as something that will make us actually more powerful, not a narcissistic wound, um, something that maybe gives us power, even in the moments where we don't succeed, so we can figure out how to do better the next time, while knowing that it's not an insult to us personally, it's just about finding a solution. So to me, there's a children's book that I read probably three times a week to our six-year-old. It's called Rosie Revere, The Engineer. It's about this little girl who has all these big ideas and at least 80% of them are failures. And her aunt comes over and Rosie's feeling like really rejected because the helicopter she built of cheese crashed. And her aunt said to her, no, Rosie, flip it. Before it crashed, it flew. And I want all of us to see that even the best ideas, even the ideas that fail, have incredible gift, gifts within them. Shining lights that can help us to the new project. And so being optimistic and finding the, the piece of the work that will move you to the next project think is what we all have to really work on in order to continue to move the field for our patients, which is really what we're all trying to do.
0: I love your message of perseverance, and I really love um, your uh, bringing up mentorship. I think that's such a key part of Pedra, as well as a key part of everyone's careers, Right. So with that in mind, tell me a little bit about the best advice you've ever received.
1: So I think a lot of my best advice has come from Beth Drolay, who's my like partner in crime chair and overall inspirational life coach. Um, But she said something to me a few weeks ago, and I, I think it's now become my my number one piece of advice that i'm trying to live by which is just stop feeling guilty stop feeling guilty do what you want to do i think particularly as women um as early investigators in a field uh where we often have young children and are balancing many many competing demands it's easy to feel like you're failing at everything because the jobs are in their collective, impossible to feel like you're succeeding in everything. And so at some point you just do the best you can and the guilt doesn't help you. So do what you want and don't apologize for it. My second piece of advice comes from COVID, and it's that opportunity can emerge from chaos. So even when things feel the most out of control, look for moments of clarity or critical gaps that you can learn from, because sometimes it is that chaos that feeds the best
0: innovation. That is so true. I. Yeah, we just have to take advantage of some of the things that are thrown at us, right, and let that just have, like, good ideas come out of that. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, um, now we're, we're talking about advice, um, what, what could you share with the patient population, with parents, with advocacy, with the children themselves? Like, what kind of advice would you share with your families?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say the best science, the most meaningful innovations come from ideas and critical questions that are relevant to patients and parents. They are at the center of everything we do. We want to make sure that we're doing the science right. We want to make sure that we're answering the question that's critically important to the patients. And so, Everyone who we care for, they are truly partners with us in this work. They should be at the center of the process from the beginning on. And I think just uh, making sure that we're partnering in the right way, that we're answering the right questions, that we're keeping the science honest from the beginning is critically important.
0: That's so well said. Keeping the science honest from the beginning. I really, I. I think that's so true and I love that you also have your patients at the center of your world and it's so important for Petra as well. So one last question before I let you go. What is the most rewarding thing about your career?
1: So I really love what I do. I get to help lots of patients by laying hands on them. Um, And then I get to hopefully help thousands more by doing research that actually moves the front. And it's this incredibly precarious balance between the two things that I love the most. It's sometimes the hardest aspect of what we do every day, but it's what inspires me to do more every day we move forward.
0: I love that. I think that's a great way to leave this and be inspired to do more that's so important but also be kind to yourself yes yes especially right now as we're all being parents and educators and doing our jobs
1: (laughs) it's literally an impossible task
0: so have good self-compassion in the process also a great takeaway thank you so much for being with us today dr arkin it's been wonderful getting to know you
1: Thanks, Jen. It was a pleasure. You guys stay safe and healthy out there.